You know, Jesus warned us that in the end times, deception like a virus will spread like wildfire. Disguised as the answer to all our problems, our secular culture can only offer replacements to the truth. The good news is that the truth of the Bible is the cure. In Pastor Jack Hibbs' new book called Living in the Days of Deception, he reveals the antidote to the lies we're told that have become increasingly harder to detect. From the inspiring foreword written by Mike Pompeo to the final chapters, Pastor Jack exposes how to combat deceptive spirits and equips us when we're deceived by the ultimate liar, Satan himself. Living in the Days of Deception by Jack Hibbs is a powerful must-read, and when you order, you can bundle by getting the DVDs and a downloadable link for a gift of any amount at jackhibbs.com radio. That's jackhibbs.com radio. Real Life presents the Jack Hibbs Podcast with intention and boldness to proclaim truth, equip the saints, and impact our culture. America is on the decline because the Bible makes it very clear that in the last days, Israel will stand alone. And during that time, there will be no America for Israel to lean upon. America must decline. But for you and I to understand that God personally, listen, for you, for your husband, for your wife, for your friends, for your family, for your household, listen, your salvation is not tied up in George Washington. It's not tied up in the beautiful constitution. It's not tied up in the government. Your salvation is tied up in Jesus Christ and in him alone. You can get the outlines of this podcast by going to jackhibbs.com slash podcast. Today, if this podcast lifts you up and encourages you to live a more fulfilled life in Christ, then make sure you leave us one of those five-star ratings. To us, that's like saying amen or yes. Then that rating will encourage others to listen. Now open your hearts to what God's Word has to say to you. Here is Jack Hibbs. You know, one of the words of Jesus Christ before he went back to heaven was this. I have told you these things in advance that when they come to pass, you will know that I am he. And that's a tremendous statement. Not only is it a tremendous statement, but the way he ends that statement is unlike any other declaration. It is the most bold declaration that the world could ever read. And you say, Jack, you're exaggerating. Hear me out. Jesus said that I've told you these things in advance that when they come to pass, you will ego me. That's Greek for you will know that I am. That is the name of God. It's the Greek statement for the Hebrew declaration of Moses encountering God at the burning bush in Mount Sinai. When Moses encountered God there and God said, Moses, go down and tell my people Israel that this is the commandments that are to lead them and I will guide them in this great exodus. Moses asked God the justifiable question, who do I tell them sent me? And God said, you tell them I am that I am sent you. The self-contained, eternal, existing one. It's also translated as the one who is your becoming one. I love that. Meaning that the God of the Bible, the God of heaven, can become for you all that is needed for you to experience redemption, salvation, 
and eternity. Isn't that the gospel? I love the fact. In fact, as we look at the scriptures, it's so important for us today to remember that for many of us who are viewing right now, we're residing in the United States and we've got this uh, identity crisis of America. Uh, for many people, uh, we think that America, it was here before I got here and it's going to be here after I leave. And for a handful of people, that has been true. But that's not what the Bible says. There will be a generation that will actually see the rapid decline of the United States, which must happen for Bible prophecy to be fulfilled. We know this via many scriptures. But there are a few things I want to point out to you right now that might kind of get you in the understanding. And you're probably reaching now over to uh, grab your remote and turn this off. Please don't do that. I'm not giving you bad news. I'm giving you reality that leads to very, very good news. But the fact that we look at Bible scripture, we see that in the last days, the scriptures announced to us that Israel must stand alone. Now, that's an amazing truth from scripture because for 2000 years, there was no Israel. There, there was no Jew in his promised land. But since May 14, 1948, Israel has become a state again, a nation, and Jews have come back into the land exactly as Bible prophecy foretold. But now that the Jews are in their land and they've been there for some 70 years now, what are we watching? We're seeing the decline of the West and we're seeing the flagship of Western civilization decline more rapid than any other. And of course, I'm talking about the United States. In fact, if we think about it, in a sense, the world, as I'm speaking to you right now, the news that's out and about in the world is really this, all eyes off America. All eyes off America and on the UN. All eyes off America and on the European Union instead. All eyes off America and on Russia or China. America is sinking, my friends, and I'm born and raised in a military family, born here in Southern California, San Diego. I take no pleasure in saying this, but I do know this. If God's word wasn't true, and if God's word didn't tell me this in advance, then I would lose hope. But I don't have to. So I want you to be thinking about this, so you can have hope also. America no longer, if you would admit this with me, knows God. Seems like every American household's got a Bible, but who's reading it? I think very few. In fact, there's a church seemingly on every corner. But what's being taught in those churches? See, America doesn't know it's God anymore because America doesn't receive Bible teaching from the pulpits that once made America great. If you know anything about American history, you know that back from as early as 1605, Reverend Hunt came and pitched a tent. Really, it was a sail from an old ship. And in 1605, he began to preach the gospel on the east coast of what we call now America. Way before the pilgrims came. But thank God the pilgrims did come. And the pilgrims preached the gospel. They authored for us the Mayflower Compact, didn't they? Take the time to read it. And they dedicated the founding of this nation, to the going forth of the gospel. And that's why when you go to Washington, D.C., you see all of these biblical passages enshrined in granite, carved there 
for time and memorial, references to the Bible, quoting scripture, events of the Bible to encourage us as a nation. But we see that being talked down and even removed. We, we see statues and things of biblical leaders being removed here in California. We watched Father Sarah, the Catholic missionary, be removed from our state capital. Why? Because America has forgotten God. We have told God to get out of our courts. We've told God to get out of our schools. We've told God to get out of our homes. And I fear that God has in fact left. If God has left America, does it mean that he cannot come back? Oh, no, no, he can come back. But we need to invite him back, church. Friends, we need to invite him back. But America seemingly knows nothing about the God of the Bible. And that's a very dangerous thing. But it plays into Bible prophecy. But that issue doesn't have to be true about your life. The Bible says in Psalm chapter 2, verse 4 and 5, He who sits in the heavens shall laugh, the Bible says regarding God. The Lord shall hold them in derision. Then he shall speak to them in his wrath and distress them in his deep displeasure. Again, it brings me no comfort to say to you or to ask you, when was the last time in your memory that the United States displayed the pleasure of God or somehow did that which honored God? You think about that for a moment. Will America see revival? That's a question people are asking. In fact, in our day and age, it seems like every book you open up, people will make mention about revival. But the only way that America can be saved for a period of time as a nation is not in the state house. The answer is not there. The answer is not in the White House. It's not there. It's not via a political election, although we need to vote biblical worldview values and vote for those who hold them. Revival means that something once lived and needs to live again. The word revival is specifically reserved for God's people. Is there hope for America? Well, let me ask you this question. Is there hope for you? The answer is yes, if you and I will turn back to God and repent of our sins, we can now begin to intercede for our nation. The revival must first take place among the believers so that the revived believer begins to affect the culture that is around us. America is hemorrhaging from its immorality. America is hemorrhaging from its mismanagement of its precious treasures that God has given us. What's the answer? The answer is godly leadership. Where do those come from? Where can we find such people? According to the scriptures, the believer is to be the one that finds those leaders and puts those leaders into place. But the fact of the matter is, my friend, America, according to Bible prophecy, must be removed from the world scene. In the last days, the Bible speaks about a world union of 10 nations, 10 leaders that will arise. And there's no America mentioned in that scenario. These leaders will rise and they'll take the place of the ultimate government. There is no America in that factor. Or if America exists at that time, it will simply be a player in the things that are being dictated by a group of people. We're living in amazing times. The U.S. dollar, our wealth, our safety. Friends, listen. The truth of the matter is, the United States does have massive and awesome military power. 
but it's a perceived power when you don't have the will to use it. Americans have incredible luxury, but we don't own anything. We make payments on everything. It's owned by the bank or by somebody else. America's got so many freedoms. It's the land of the brave, the home of the free. But are we free? Are we brave? Or are liberties a perception? America is on the decline because the Bible makes it very clear that in the last days, Israel will stand alone. And during that time, there will be no America for Israel to lean upon. America must decline. But for you and I to understand that God personally, listen, for you, for your husband, for your wife, for your friends, for your family, for your household, Listen, your salvation is not tied up in George Washington. It's not tied up in the beautiful Constitution. It's not tied up in the government. Your salvation is tied up in Jesus Christ and in him alone. And I want you to remember that. So when we look at the world scene and all that's taking place, God is setting up his end time game. But like no other time before in human history, we see right now a world, listen now, a world that is leaderless. There doesn't seem to be any profound leader on the world stage. And so because that's true, there is a great void. And that void is being filled with radical representations. Most greatest example in point recently is the antics of Vladimir Putin. But he's not alone. There's the Ayatollahs of Iran. And there's the, basically now the new king of China, Xi Jinping. There's these despots and rulers filling the void because there is no longer any Ronald Reagan or Winston Churchill, for example, to take the lead for the West. But don't panic. These things must come to pass. America will decline. It has to happen. But your faith doesn't have to decline. Your faith should be growing. Your relationship to God, who wrote these things down in advance, should be strengthened. What we need to do more than ever before, hear me out, is to not only read the Bible. That's where you start. Read the Bible, but once you read it, we need to do it. Yes, it's true. You're saved by faith in Christ alone. What Jesus did on the cross... He did for you and I. He rose again from the dead for you and I. The Bible says, in fact, that by the doing of the law shall no flesh be justified in the sight of God. Why? Because Christ died for us. Nobody can live good enough. Nobody can keep the law and go to heaven on the law. By the way, the law never promised you heaven. The law never promised you salvation. The promise comes through your faith in Christ alone. But what happens after you become a believer, a true follower of Christ? What happens with that? I'll tell you. We become doers of the word. That's what America, that's what Mexico, that's what Canada, that's what England. Listen, that's what Saudi Arabia. Yes, Saudi Arabia. That's what Turkey, Israel. That's what the nations need. Where believers look to the Bible and begin to do what the Bible says, no matter what country you're in. Obey God's word. That's doing the word. What you don't want to do is be very Bible smart, but you don't do it. That would be a very dangerous thing. So how do we do that? 
we pray. We get in small groups. Maybe some of you are viewing this and you're in countries where Christianity is illegal. What do you do? Maybe meet in a small group quietly. Maybe that's not the case. Gather together in prayer meetings and cry out to God wherever you might be. But we need to turn our hearts toward God no matter what. Always turning our hearts toward God is the answer. And that is the key. To do what the Bible says. And here's what's fun about this. And please don't take this the wrong way. Yes, it's true. I'm a pastor of a church. I'm not beating up the church. And I'm not beating up the pulpit. And I am not throwing my fellow pastors under the bus. But I will say this to all of us. If we do sermons and preach them, and people listen to them, it is incumbent upon us to go out and exercise and put those things into practice. That's what we're all about. It's not so much the building with the steeple out front. It's not the fact that you're a church. Do you believe enough the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ to have it transform your life that you actually go do it? So for some of you, it might be for running for office. Maybe God is speaking to you and you're a believer and you're saying, that's it. I, I'm going to run for governor. I'm going to run for president. I'm going to run for mayor. What about your business? Have you dedicated your business to God? You say, Jack, but aren't you talking about the end of the world? Listen, the end of the world is not going to come for a long time. Jesus will put an end to the world. What we're talking about is the last days are upon us. And the last days upon us mean that we are to occupy till he comes, which means we are to be living our lives to his glory, and that you and I are to be telling everybody we can the gospel by whatever mode is available to us. Imagine this. This is kind of cool, right? Think about this. You can pull out your phone today, your device, and you have contacts there, right? Have you ever thought about doing this? Sending a message to all of your contacts, like, I don't know, John chapter 3, maybe John chapter 3, verse 16. Can you imagine if you text or emailed all of your contacts today, John 3, 16? For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever would believe in him would not perish, but have everlasting life. Do you realize that right now you and I hold the power in our hand? to send that data all around the world, that there's hope, that's an indicator of the last days. You see, our hope is not in our U.S. passports. It's certainly not in our U.S. dollar. Our hope is not in our citizenship. Our hope is not in any place that you and I reside in this world. Our hope alone is in what Jesus Christ has done for us. So it's time, I would submit to you, pastor, it's time for you to preach the gospel of truth like never before, fearlessly. Why? Time's almost up. The countdown is counting down. Notice it's not counting up. And we're running out of time. You can sense urgency in these last days. And so if, listen, if you preach the gospel truth, encourage your people now, you know, before they leave church, go on out there and do it. Go live it. And report back to here midweek service or next Sunday. But let's go do it. That we preach and tell and be followers of Christ as it were on fire. On fire. Listen, the Puritans would preach throughout England and throughout colonial America. And there's an event where the Puritans are preaching. I believe it was George Whitfield, And he's preaching in 10, 20, 30, 40 
2,000 people are coming to hear him preach. And uh, the great humanist, uh, David Hume, was uh, seen approaching the crowds. And somebody recognized the famous philosopher and humanist, Mr. Hume, they asked him, what are you doing here? Have you come to hear George Whitfield preach? You don't believe in what he preaches. And Hume said, I don't believe in what he preaches, but I've come to hear him preach because he believes in what he preaches. What a story for us today. Christians, we have the truth. We can tell the world like never before. Yes, these are the last days. Yes, there's a countdown happening. Yes, all eyes off America. Listen, maybe that's a good thing, right? Maybe all eyes off our dependence upon the dollar and America and all that we've become accustomed to because all eyes must be upon God. This Jack Hibbs podcast, as well as all the broadcast outreach opportunities, are listener supported. Will you consider partnering with us through a special gift? Go to jackhibbs.com to learn more and stay connected.